Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. We're happy to welcome you patriots and Christians from across the country as we continue to pray for this great nation and everything that we stand for in Christ and in the American spirit. We're going to uh, be interviewing a very special guest tonight who's running for governor of Michigan. I'm going to introduce him in just a moment. Uh, But first, let's go to our scriptures. We read in uh, Romans 13 about those who serve in public office. And Paul says, Let every person be subordinate to the higher authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority opposes what God has appointed, and those who oppose it will bring judgment upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause of fear to good conduct, but to evil. And then he goes on to say, um, this is why you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God, devoting themselves to this very thing, pay to all their dues. Taxes to whom taxes are due, toll to whom toll is due, respect to whom respect is due, honor to whom honor is due. Let us pray. Lord, we ask your blessing as we continue in this primary season, as we continue to these midterm elections, that you bless the citizens of this nation with deeper insight into the opportunity you give them to set this nation on the right course with vigor and clarity of thought in choosing those for whom they will vote. We ask you, Lord, to bless all the candidates in all the races that are going on across our nation, including that of our guests tonight. We ask this and all things through the name of Jesus the Lord. Amen. Well, let me introduce uh, Pastor Ralph Rebant, uh, who is... Uh, with us on this uh, episode. Uh, uh, Pastor Ralph, welcome. You um, uh, grew up, of course, in, in the state of Michigan, and you pastored uh, a church. Was oh, that in Farmington Hills, I believe? That is correct. And, uh, and you have also served as a chaplain to various police organizations. And that, of course, is a, a key topic of our day, our support for law enforcement. Uh, you've been uh, in that arena for a long time, supporting those men and women. And, um, and now you are running for governor of Michigan. Now, as you know, I've been up and down and across the state of Michigan for the last three decades, speaking and teaching on pro-life. So I really love coming there. And uh, my goodness, with you as governor, uh, I'm going to come there even more. <laughs> but, let's, but we'll back up. We'll back up a little bit first, and let's let's talk a little bit more about your background and how you decided to uh, get into this race. Well, thank you, uh, Father Frank. It's a pleasure to be on your show. And you know, as I have ministered at the same church for 35 years here in Farmington Hills, the church is Oakland Hills Community Church, and. We always wanted to be involved in the community. So we were involved in almost every facet of it, except what someone might call political. And it was a big, a big jump to go from being a pastor to a candidate. Um, But the reason why I got in this race is because as you, 
uh, as I said, as a pastor on all these commissions and committees, the, the missing element has been God. And we've taken God, you know, with Madeline Murray O'Hara, the, the, the decisions that were made 60 years ago, removed God from the classroom, the courtroom and culture. And it's, it's not humorous, but it's almost humorous because when I look at how our culture has tried to solve its problems by itself, they've really missed out on a significant uh, understanding that even John F. Kennedy said during the Cuban Missile Crisis, he said, we have to reach beyond human collaboration. And I quote, we have to reach beyond human collaboration to the words of the prophets and the saints who tell us that faith is more powerful than doubt and hope is more potent than despair. So I've been sharing with people uh, recently and in the last 10 years that if we don't get God right, culture is not going to change. And so now I'm saying if you don't get God right in this next election, nothing's going to matter. You know, it's the foundation of everything. Our founders understood this. Uh, the role of God in government was not to establish a theocracy, but rather to give the people the basis of moral truth so that they could govern themselves. If they were giving them the power to govern themselves, uh, they all, people also have, the, have to have the wisdom to use that power the right way, right? To guide the, their states and their nations in the direction of what's actually good for them and for their families. That's exactly right. I, I love this quote from our second president, John Adams. He said that our constitution was made only for a religious and moral people. Mm -hmm. And even your intro from, uh, from President Trump, and by the way, he's still my president. Yes. Uh, <laughs> president Trump had such a powerful phrase when he said that this American experiment was designed for people who could govern themselves. Yes. And that only happens when there's a religious and moral foundation. And so I, I've been telling people that we have to bring back dust off, kind of like in the Old Testament when Hezekiah became king. You have to dust off those those laws, those values, those principles that we hold dear as uh, as Christians. And th those are the Judeo-Christian principles on which our society was founded, on which the, the pilgrims believed and everything else that flows from that in our Constitution. You know, uh, at the heart of this, of course, you and I have talked often about the pro-life cause. Uh, how do you see um, your role? Let's let's say your governor of of Michigan. Um, governors can do a lot in terms of pro-life. Of course, they need the legislatures behind them. Um, but presuming you had a, a supportive pro-life legislature, uh, what's your vision for? pro-life in uh, in Michigan? Well, if I could back up just one sentence uh, on that, I've been telling people that anyone who thinks it's okay to kill a baby in the mother's womb won't have any problem taking away your rights and liberties. And that's exactly what Gretchen Whitmer has done in our state. She's locked us down. She doesn't care. Uh, she's bankrupted businesses and family business that have been around for generations. And so it naturally follows, Father Frank, that if you get this point right on life, everything else flows from it. And so as a governor, what I would be doing would be upholding our 1931 law that states that abortion is illegal in every state or every county in our state. And I would only sign any bill from the legislature that hindered or abolished abortion, and I would not sign anything that allowed it or encouraged it. 
Also, right. I would be talking about abortion uh, as a as as a governor. I mean, all of us remember when Donald Trump became president and he said, we're going to say Merry Christmas. And it empowered everybody to say Merry Christmas. Right. So when I come out as governor uh, next year and I talk about how life is so important, we have to get this right. And that uh, abortion is really something that's racist, starting with Marsh, uh, with Margaret Sanger to mm-hmm. even the present day where 55% of abortions that are performed are on African-American people, uh, little babies that are African-American, and they only make up 10% of the population. When I begin talking that way, people are going to sit up and listen. And of course, your video at the beginning with the, the baby, um, mm. I, I had tears in my eyes. This is a big issue to me. It's a big issue. Uh, you know, these babies are real. I, I think that's a big thing that separates us from uh, these uh, pro-abortion uh, Democrats today is like they're disconnected from the humanity, from the reality uh, of these uh, of these babies. And um my goodness, it's uh, so great to hear you say what you are saying. I understand in Michigan uh, there's an effort underfoot, and I expect to see this in other states too, that the pro-abortion forces seeing the Supreme Court uh, about to take away this so-called constitutional right to abortion are going to try to put it in the state constitutions. And uh, that, of course, is just as baseless as trying to put it into the federal constitution. But I understand that this is an approach that's being taken there in Michigan by uh, by the current governor, as you said, that she's so pro-abortion, uh, and also by the pro-abortion forces. And uh, this is something people in Michigan need to stand up and be aware of, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, she she said that she's going to fight like hell to keep abortion legal. And I I was at a, a debate on Mackinac Island and I said, if she's going to fight like hell, we're going to fight harder than hell. Yes. To, to make abortion illegal in Michigan. I, I'm serious, Frank. You know, we, we have become numb. And I'm not saying you because I know you're on the front lines, but I think the majority of the populace has become numb to the infanticide that this is. And it's just like another day. And so I've been talking to Steve Kara. He happens to be a representative here in Michigan. I've been on a couple phone calls uh, talking to uh, Tom Hooker, who's a representative here in Michigan, who happens to be known as the most pro-life representative because he would not vote for a budget that had any funding for uh, Planned Mm -hmm. Parenthood. And Mm -hmm. he's endorsed me. And I've been talking to them on how can we get a personhood bill in front of the legislature that says at conception we have uh we have a real person there i mean the bible tells us that you know that god formed us in our mother's womb it tells us that before we were born he knew us so there's that personhood that takes place in the mind of god and in time and space born out in in real life but that's a person that's living inside of that womb and i can't sit by any longer and just say well, you know, we've got another week or two or a month or when I become governor, I'm trying to move on that right now and trying to encourage uh, that legislation right now. That is that is fantastic. Thank you for doing that. Uh, tell our viewers um, and friends, if you're just joining us, we're we're speaking with Ralph Reepan, who is running for governor of Michigan. And we're talking about, of course, some of these most important moral issues. And uh, uh, Ralph, on other issues, um, give our viewers a summary of what your uh, your platform is. Well, I, I keep telling people, as I mentioned a few moments ago, Father Frank, that if we don't get God right in this next election, nothing will matter because I've yet to see an issue that's purely political. 
everything that our legislature votes on, the discussions they have, whether it's prison reform, whether it's education, uh, whether it's welfare, these are issues that are addressed in the scriptures. And you won't fix the schools by throwing more money at it. And so what I'm saying on education, we need to get rid of all those uh, evil things, critical race theory, common core, uh, social emotional learning. We need to get rid of these things and replace them with real truth. We need to let boys and girls know that God has made them unique, that a little boy is a little boy and a little girl is a little girl. And I'm not ashamed of that. I don't care how many people you know, get, get upset with me about that, but I can't lie as a governor. I have to tell people the truth. So yeah. when God made male and female, that's what he made. And that's what you are, either you're male or you're female. And so I'm coming out strong on these issues, on the issues of prison reform, you know, as you read from uh, St. Paul in Romans chapter 13, he addresses in uh, Ephesians chapter four, you know, if we were to ask a question, when is a thief not a thief? Your average person would say, when you lock them up and put them in prison for 10 years. Yeah. But the reality is after they're out of prison within three years, 67% of them are back in for the very same thing that they committed. But Father Frank, if they go through a faith-based program in prison, only 8% are back in because they realize, uh, we realize that it's God who changes the heart. And yes. so when Paul, when St. Paul says, you know, basically in Ephesians four, you look it up. When is a thief, not a thief? It's not when he's locked up, but when he is working and giving to people who are in need, because there's been a transformation in his life. And that's why we haven't fixed the problems here in Michigan, because uh, we don't have the right solutions because they don't really understand the depth of the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, what you're saying now about uh, the prison situation, it's really a good illustration of how church and state are supposed to work together, you know, maintaining their proper autonomy of roles and influence. Uh, you've got, you know, a prison system and it's like unless the church is free to be able to minister uh, to these men and women uh, there, uh, they're not going to get what they really need. And uh, when the church is free to do that ministering, uh, lo and behold, you have better citizens and less crime. And it, it's just beautiful how it works together. And that's where, uh, uh, of course, as we know also from Scripture, when Paul writes to Timothy about praying for all in authority, and we want to pray for you here before this program ends, um, that, that we do so so that we can leave, pe lead peaceful lives, right? So government is supposed to maintain peace and law and order. Um, but so, but, but that we can live those lives in all godliness and devotion. And it seems to me there, you've got these two themes of protection of life and protection of religious liberty. Exactly. You know, and that's so true, uh, Father Frank, because as Michigan, Michiganders, we have been sold a lie just like everybody else. We've been told that there's this huge wall of separation between church and state. And, you know, the church is to stay in its own lane and the church, you know, the state can do whatever it wants. It can shut down a church. It can tell us uh, how many bathrooms we have to have. And, you know, but the reality is when you look at all of the things that our founders wrote, they never envisioned, as you mentioned at the beginning, they never imagined a theocracy. That's what they were running from. But what they really envisioned was an institutional separation that the government does not tell the church what to do. And there's so many examples of that. I, I you know, I have this sitting out here for uh, an interview that I'm doing tonight. This is a 1942 
pocket New Testament printed by the federal government to be handed out to U.S. soldiers. There's even a quote from President Roosevelt in here encouraging the soldiers to read this book. It's wow. a New Testament. It's got a little metal on the outside. People would have that to, God willing, protect them from a bullet. But yeah. um, it, it's it's a shield, and it shows that the scriptures are a shield. I also have, I don't know if you guys can see this, a military army songbook. Uh, it's interesting because inside it says, this book is the property of the United States government, and its contents may be used only within the military services. This has Christian hymns in it, Father Frank. And so- wow. All the things that the left has lied to about the separation of church and state, um, these two documents, among many others, but as recently as uh, 60 years ago, it's just hilarious. Isn't that something? It's a great reminder for people. It's a great reminder of our history. Um, and the more we know our history, and of course, President Trump strongly believes this, you know, the more we'll keep America on the right track. We got to learn our history. And that's why the left wants to destroy our history, right. isn't it? Yeah. They yeah, you probably, you probably remember this quote. Um, Karl Marx said, if you can erase a nation's past, you can take it anywhere in the future. Anywhere. You could take it anywhere. That's right. And well, that's we want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. Uh, um, uh, I'll say a little prayer, and I want to invite you to say a little prayer as well uh, for your campaign, uh, for the voters there in Michigan, that they'll have wisdom. When is the um, primary? The primary is August 2nd. Okay. And we That's need right. people to vote either absentee or on that day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, we'll be, and we'll be promoting that heavily, not only on these programs, but through our emails and, and messaging the people uh, from Michigan who uh, support Priests for Life. There are many of them. And uh, August 2nd primary, so very important. Uh, and so let's pray. Lord, Lord, we ask you to bless Pastor Ralph, uh, his family. Uh, we ask you to bless his uh, wife, his children, his grandchildren. Uh, we ask you to bless his campaign, his staff, those that are working so hard, uh, and all his supporters, Lord, and all those who have already uh, committed uh, to vote for him. And, and we ask you to bless the other voters of Michigan. Uh, first of all, Lord, awaken them uh, to uh, the importance of this election. Uh, for those who are not registered, uh, Lord, uh, inspire them to take that step. And uh, for those who are, uh, remind them and enable and equip them to vote. Give the church its voice, Lord God, that this election may be uh, indeed one that bears good fruit uh, for the people of Michigan and for the people of the United States. And bless us all and keep us uh, safe in your protection and strong in your spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Ralph. Father, I am thankful for the opportunity to be on Father Frank's show. And I'm thankful for the influence that he has for life, for these children who have died needlessly. And we pray God that as even we sit here today, waiting for the Supreme Court's decision on this, we ask, oh Lord, that their decision would be honoring to you, that it would honor life, and that we as human beings would learn that you are the one who gives and you are the one who takes away. And we cannot step into that role. We cannot play God. And Lord, I thank you for uh, Michigan. I thank you for the laws that we have on the books. And I pray, Lord, as Father Frank mentioned uh, earlier, that you would stop this petition drive that is evil, that is there are people out there lying, uh, to get signatures on this. We know that. We've 
I had people run into them and shared that with me. And Lord, we just pray that you would end the evil of abortion in our land. And we know that you have the ability to do that. And we have been praying so hard for so long. And Lord, like Zacharias, would it be awesome for us to say, my eyes have seen your glory and you have fulfilled our prayers. And so we ask humbly for your blessing, not only in our lives and in the lives of the unborn, but for the state of Michigan. For the glory of Jesus in his holy name, amen and amen. Amen. Well, Ralph Reben, thank you so much. What's the website where we want to urge people to go uh, to your site and learn more about your campaign? What is that website? It's Ralph Rebant for governor.com. And my last name is spelled, as you see on the screen, R-E-B-A-N-D-T. If you just type in Ralph, Michigan governor, it'll pop up. I'm the only Ralph. There's only about three of us in the whole world. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, God bless you and your family and your campaign. And we'll be following it closely and we'll be talking more with you, I'm sure, before primary day and uh, thereafter as well. God bless you. And uh, thanks so much for thanks for stepping up to the plate and running in the first place and uh, for all that you do for the for for Michigan, uh, for the unborn and for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father Frank. May the Lord bless you and keep you, too. Talk to you soon. All right. See you. Well, friends, what a pleasure to have Ralph Reband. I, I hope you do go to his website, get to know him better, and uh, uh, and let's encourage, as we always are asking uh, you to do, all our fellow citizens. Uh, first of all, we need to check our voter registration. Remember the special website that we've set up, checkyourvoterregistration.com. Now, that will bring you to the National Association of Secretaries of State, Uh, And you'll be able to just type in your name and address and verify for yourself that the information is uh, correct and that your registration is current and active. Last thing we need is for Christians who have been uh, awakened in conscience and ready for action uh, to come to find out that uh, they can't cast their vote because of uh, an outdated registration. So go to checkyourvoterregistration.com, spread that to others as well so that they can use that helpful tool uh, to get ready for uh, for these elections. And then, of course, uh, you know we've set up stateelectioncalendar.org, and so you can see not only when the primaries are, as we were just discussing, the one in Michigan is August the second, but that you can also see the other dates connected with these elections. And these dates are important and they vary from state to state. When is the cutoff for voter registration for the primaries? If the state has early voting, when does the early voting begin? When does it end? What is the primary date? And then, of course, the same things that apply to the general. The general election date, of course, is set for the whole nation. November 8th. But then you have uh, when does uh, voter registration deadlines uh, kick in? When does early voting begin? If the state has it, when does it end? And uh, these are all the, 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 the critical dates that we need to be marking on our calendars and reminding others about as well. Stateelectioncalendar.org. And then, of course, remember for the positions of the candidates, We have our website, votinginfo.org, votinginfo.org, which gives you guidance about how to evaluate 
uh, the candidates, how to find out uh, how have they, if they're in public office already, how have they voted in the past uh, in, 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 on various issues? Who has endorsed them? Who, uh, whom have they endorsed? Uh, whom have they donated to? Who has donated to them? There's various ways of finding out all this information. And the iVoter Guide is one of the best places to get this kind of information. And there are other sources too. So we've put together some of those things at votinginfo.com. Dot org, and we want to encourage you not only to use it, but to uh, to pass it along to others as well. So this is going to be the most important midterm election uh, in our nation's history because we're putting up that roadblock. We're putting up that firewall against the destructive activity of the Democrats. And brothers and sisters, uh, that destruction has been very visible in Michigan uh, during the term of, of, of this, this current governor, uh, Whitmer. What a disaster. Uh, Michigan has not been served well. And uh, we need to make sure that it does get served well uh, in its citizens, its families, its students, uh, its unborn children uh, by the kind of uh, um, candidate we just saw, whom I have endorsed, uh, Ralph Rebant. And uh, I want to I want to really, really uh, urge you to continue praying, not only for Michigan, uh, but for all those states, especially that need a change of leadership, there are many states where we want to pray that the leadership continues just as it is, uh, where we have great governors across the country in so many places, great legislatures uh, in so many places. Um, but 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 we need change uh, in Michigan and we need these uh, these these pro-abortion initiatives to be uh, to be defeated. So let's continue to pray now, brothers and sisters, for our whole country. Uh, Lord, send your spirit across America. Uh, raise up uh, the voters in this election, and Lord, give us the protection that we need: uh, freedom to pray, freedom to uh, pass on uh, our faith, freedom to defend ourselves and our families under our under our Second Amendment. Uh, f secure borders, strong military, uh, restore our economy, uh, bring us, Lord, a better standing on the international stage uh, that America may again be, be respected and, where appropriate, feared indeed for our strength and for our resolve. Deliver us, O God, from weak leadership, whether on the state or the federal level, and continue to build for us and through us a culture of life. And we pray now in the words that Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, thanks so much for joining me on Praying for America. Please connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone and with Right Side Broadcasting Network at RSB Network. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Please continue to spread the word about our program and we will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.